Welcome to the Carla Cafe mini pod. We use this podcast to discuss current events, hot topics, and honestly, whatever we feel like. We don't usually have guests for these, and they'll primarily just be some combination of me and Jessica. I hope you enjoy. All right, this is Avi doing a solo pod. I've been having some thoughts about the Israel-Palestine conflict. A lot of thoughts about them. It's been like a constant stress. I don't know how much of that is just because of social media and how much of that stress is necessary or anything, you know, but the stress is definitely there. And uh, I wanted to try to process it a little bit, maybe in the process share a little bit about how I'm thinking about what's going on and maybe some of the specific things that might be bothering me about it. Yeah, so I guess we'd have to start at the beginning. That might be the best way for me to get through this story. So October 7th, I remember in the morning waking up to some texts in a group chat that I'm in with a bunch of other Jewish guys and they're sending videos of different things happening on that day like as it was kind of going on as it was active i guess i don't maybe a little bit that was just like a uniquely um scary terrifying thing to see happen i mean just something about like paragliders coming down with like machine guns and just like you know gliding in there and i remember a video of you know, Hamas militants, like a truck full of them pulling up to a residential street and, you know, I think seemingly a father of a family, like in an apartment building right in front of it, kind of like videotaping it. And, and I remember like, <laughs> I mean, like one of my first thoughts was like, all right, like it's a residential place, residential street and seemingly some apartments around like, why aren't these guys getting shot? You know, there's, but there, there's just this feeling of helplessness, like what the hell? And then that's when I learned that, I don't know, I guess I assumed Israeli, normal Israeli citizens uh, had guns maybe because everyone was in the military, but I guess that's not a thing. But I remember there's just this like helpless desperation feeling, shocked like that that could happen. I think we always felt that, you know, Israel was safer than that and didn't have a threat like that present, you know? And then obviously, you know, we've all seen a lot of the images. Another one that just stood out to me is just always that one and the woman in the back of a car getting dragged from one part of the car to another with like bloody sweatpants. I mean, I, at some point after like the first few videos that I saw, I just like, I actually wouldn't like click into and watch anything else. The parts I had seen were like too much. I I really didn't want to see, couldn't handle seeing um, any more of what I would assume was happening when those militants, for example, finally got into those homes when they pulled into residential areas. That wasn't something I wanted to see. But that was just like a chilling, terrifying day. I know some people say like, oh, it's not a religious issue. But as Jews, we just know that's not true when you've had your own family and so many families around you, me being a Persian Jew, knowing that the way my parents had to flee their home country and start a family in a 
land they'd never been to before and a language they didn't know and couldn't really take assets with them. I don't know to what extent they could, but I know they had to leave a lot behind. I know that for sure. And so knowing that Islamist extremism was responsible for that and knowing firsthand how it's just my parents. It's not just, it's not, I mean, the Holocaust wasn't that long ago, but I don't, you know, I don't have any firsthand relatives that have been around to talk to them about the Holocaust, you know, and my parents don't even talk about it a lot, you know, but it's just, it's just a fact. It's not, I've had a great life. I'm not whining about my life. It's, but it's just the fact that for my parents, they haven't been able to go back to their home country. I'm sure they would like to. My whole family would like to. It's something we've talked about before, and it sucks that we haven't been able to go there with our parents. I feel like that would be a beautiful thing, but it hasn't been something that could happen yet. I don't mean to be dramatic. Like Again, this isn't a victim story for me. My parents did amazing. My life is amazing. I love it here. I love it in America. I'm sure everything happens for a reason. It, it worked out for us. We're really lucky, you know, but back to my point that with that perspective and the perspective of everything, you know, Israel-Palestine, if you grow up Jewish, it's something you're aware of. I mean, like just throughout different points throughout my whole life, it's just a conflict that emerges and it it is a religious issue. <laughs> the, the The reason that it doesn't seem like Israel could coexist side by side peacefully with Palestine or the people of Gaza or in the West Bank. And it doesn't mean they're bad people or anything. I'm not saying that whatever hate they might have towards Jews and sure the, the realities of Israel becoming a, a state obviously created difficulties in some people's lives. So there it's not that there aren't also compounding other real life issues for, for folks down there, but to say that it's not a religious issue is just it's it is it is gaslighting or uninformed it, it there absolutely is a religious aspect to this and you could just see, just look at the middle east in general anyways i guess because going back to like now like october 8th day, days following october 7th and because you're acutely aware of that it's a religious issue, the reason we haven't been able to live peacefully among among them or next door to them, neighboring them, we just know religion has been played a part in that. And we know that the Middle East in general has not been a friendly place for Jews. So we find it important that this one tiny piece of land where we have self-determination, there's a reason almost all Jews see the importance in that it's because we're aware of our history and so for whatever reason people just historically over and over again we it for whatever reason we don't seem to end up being welcome for very long so i think it's just better we have a place to go to when that happens to us in whatever part of the world we're in um, where that might be happening we need a place of our own to literally seek refuge when we need it and it's a when, it's not a if, it's a when. Not necessarily, I'm not saying it's a when for all of us. Like, I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen here in America, but for people somewhere in some part of the world, it's a, it's a when. So 
again, because we're so aware that it's a religious issue, all Jews, almost all, you know, but most Jews felt a distinct fear, I believe, about what this means and facing the reality of what people would want to do to us if they have the opportunity. And that's what Hamas did when they went into civilian homes. They wanted to kill Jews. They weren't only seeking out IDF, right? We, we can all agree on this factually. They went into homes and murdered children face-to-face with their own hands, by their own hands, did it to elderly. It literally, they wanted to terrorize. That word gets used a lot. But when it comes to what Hamas did that day, their goal was literally terror. All right, so us Jews watching that, realizing what people will do to us if they have a choice, but then we all experience this other, this other additional aspect that was happening, which was kind of the silence from non-Jews the fact that this wasn't a big deal to people I think considering the times and knowing all the different things that people get together and march for and speak up against throughout like I don't know the last decade maybe a little less but to the level that that's been happening then whether it's social media mostly social media, in person, and to see none of that. And then instead, we, we started to see Palestinian, pro-Palestinian protests start taking place like immediately. And it's before like Israel even responded. I mean, like I think like the next day, within the next day or two after October 7th, what started popping up was pro-Palestine rallies after 1,200 Jews got massacred. I think we all knew what Israel's response was going to be severe. This was not going to be something that they took lightly. But the thing is, Hamas knew that too. And so what I don't understand is when we could all see, we all knew how Israel was going to respond to the point that people got out there and started protesting pro-Palestine before there was even a response from Israel. And so everyone knew what was going to happen. It's like, what do you think happens if you, if you go out of your way and pick a fight with someone that is bigger than you or has a weapon and you don't? Like, you want to go up and, and challenge that? But in this instance, you knew you weren't putting down the bully forever, like, or the bigger person, the stronger person. People are going to get me for, <laughs> for saying bully by accident, but... It's not, I don't view Israel as a bully. By bully, I more mean like the bigger, stronger person in this analogy. It's like, why would you go pick a fight with that person when you know what the response is going to be unless you want to get your ass kicked? Now, that could be an individual being reckless with their own lives for whatever their reason might be. But in going away from the analogy and just going straight to the Hamas perspective on this 
they knew there was going to be a big response. So what I would say is if, if you're someone listening and you're more concerned with the lives of Palestinians than the lives of Jews for whatever reason, I guess the question is why, why it wasn't Hamas? Why didn't they care as much about Palestinian lives as much as you do when they went and did that? So they knew their response. Do they all dress up in uh, military gear? No, I think we've all seen people fighting in not military gear or taking part in October 7th that weren't in military gear. And what's hard is we're in this place where anything I might believe about the situation, people want to dismiss as propaganda. But like, I never actually see anyone really address the human shield thing. Like, they don't really say no, that's not happening. They don't really like address the the claim. Like like I don't think anyone really tries to deny the fact that Hamas embeds itself in civilian areas. Like we've we've just known this for a long time, even before it escalated to this level. And so you're having them start the conflict, you're having them know whether it's intentional that they're basing themselves in civilian areas or if you want to make the argument that whatever if there's a size constraint or whatever you think that it's like they're like restricted or it's impossible for Hamas to separate themselves from the civilians properly so that the fight could take on without civilian casualties like even if you think Hamas isn't doing it on purpose you know that they are embedded in places that are either in civilian buildings or directly adjacent to civilian buildings and so why would they start this conflict when they know that's the case if they were concerned about palestinian lives and maybe you believe that this fight is worth i mean i guess like if if you're listening and you're you know clearly on the anti-israel side of this what what do you want the end solution to be because i think something that i've learned throughout this issue and learning some things about what Palestinians actually believe, I think most are not looking for a two-state solution. And I, and I think that's why there's never been peace. I believe that a, a very significant portion of Palestinians do not want a two-state solution. They want the land back fully. They don't want Israel to exist. And when you were going to places and people are chanting from the river to the sea, that's what that means. And so whether it's by death or ethnically cleansing, the word that you, what you guys like to accuse the Jews of, they, they want that land to turn Palestine. And then don't, it's just people are disgusting. I mean, like the way people try to say, oh, it should be just Palestine and then Jews and Arabs can live together there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're so full of fucking shit. It's like, say what you want about what you think, how you think Israel's responsible for living conditions in Palestine. Like, what, what do you think Hamas or whatever regime before them, what kind of, what kind of governing do you think they're doing? What kind of society do you think they're building? You really think, it's barely a positive existence for 
uh, their own people, their own women, the the lack of rights for their own women, the way that they've had humanitarian aid and where they they focus to spend that money rather than bettering themselves and uh, bettering their people. Well, they're bettering themselves, the people in power, but not their people. But but, but anyways, this whole hostile, like well, first of all, why even even if they weren't going to execute Jews or heavily discriminate against Jews, why would the people of Israel want to live under a government like that? Like, and why would you want the people of Israel to have to live under a government like that? What kind of fucking sick sadistic shit is that? You want people to go from where they have a real democracy and built themselves a good living, but you, you want, you think Israel should cease to exist and allow Palestine to take over and, and the Jews take their chances living under that. <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, I think the point I'm trying to make is that no matter what, if you, if you walk through this logic or thought experiment, regardless of what complaints you want to lob at Israel for how you think they're treating those territories at the end of the day, what I just laid out is the fact it, the only solution right now that the Palestinians are looking for is a one state solution. And that one state is not Israel. So when you're going and you're protesting for Palestine, that is what you're calling for. <laughs> and so I guess the, the crux, this was all a kind of long lead up from October 7th till now, maybe, and, and maybe at least one aspect of how I view the situation. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, I think it's really interesting the way that progressives have somehow ended up walking hand to hand with far right white supremacists, like to the extent that those people actually exist. They do exist. But the progressives are basically walking hand in hand with them and Islamist extremists. I just I think that's something so many people are curious about. Kind of how does that happen? It's it's just interesting that in, in this region of like the Israel and Palestine combined, there's one part that's being governed in a place where um women have uh equal rights, full stop. Have had women participating in the in the military very actively and presently for as long as I could remember where the gay people are able to live pretty great lives there from what I can understand. And then you have the way that Palestine is governed. That is uh, I don't want to be judgy about how other people live. Actually, I, I actually don't. I have a tremendous amount of tolerance for the different ways that people want to live their lives and what they want to believe. And, so maybe the women are happy there, uh, you know, and, and so maybe whatever, maybe it's working for them, right? So rather than I place my judgment about, I think objectively, uh, the lack of rights for women and gay people, I think that's happening objectively. I guess I don't really understand how the progressives where feminism and LGBTQ rights are constantly at the forefront of the conversation and the, the forefront of, of a part of what they fight for. 
I don't understand how when they look at this region, they are somehow rooting for more of that land being governed by the people that are so actively anti-women's rights and anti-gay rights. It's just, it's a, it's a contradiction, right? It's almost like a contradiction they had to tackle <laughs> so, so early before anyone even like brought it up <laughs> that they like just immediately, like so early, like how, how early did we see queers for Palestine? It was like before anyone even like pointed out the contradiction, they were just like, they got ahead of it and they're like, they just fucking put it out there, queers for Palestine. When, when we all look at that and we're like, what? But it kind of worked because they're they're not really getting questioned on it. <laughs> like it it they're like moving forward pretty confidently with what seems pretty idiotic on the surface, which is when that's what you stand for. What like wh- how, why are you being pro Palestine? And again, all right, let me let me just address this. I think obviously, no one. I'm I'm framing it as what as they're being pro Palestine despite this and. I think what their response will be is, no, it's just about X amount of deaths, right? It's, a, it's, about, it's about none of these things. The only thing we care about is the fact that kids are dying and civilians are dying, and which is just like such a spin in the face because fuck you if you think that I don't care about those people dying. Seriously, fuck you. If you think that as Jews... Any of us watch October 7th happen and then we were aware of the response that it was going to call for and you think we were fucking happy about that? Fuck Hamas for putting us in a situation where we had to respond to protect ourselves and they did something so egregious that the response was also going to be heavy. Fuck them for doing that. That's how I felt heavily, literally, before Israel even responded. I remember my gut wrenching about how many innocent people were going to die because of this. But if you don't have the moral clarity to understand that Hamas, like, that Hamas started this, and then you think you get to act like you somehow care more about civilian lives than everyone else, fuck you. Just because as a Jew, we could understand why Israel is important for us because we're aware that this is, this is the Jewish experience. We're aware of the, the discrimination that is just like always just ready to bubble up against us. We're, we're aware of it. Well, I think some of us, we got comfortable. We maybe didn't even believe it until this happened. This has been a wake up call for many of us. I think, I think so many of us like live good lives places. We're not confronted with anti-Semitism day to day. We get to think it doesn't exist, but then somehow, and <laughs> when uh, twelve hundred people, twelve hundred of our people get murdered viciously, and hundreds more kidnapped, somehow you guys choose that when we get attacked uh, to start letting some of these resentments bubble up. But again, let's get back to what the, the what you guys. So you guys want to act like you care more about civilian lives than us? And again, I. Okay, that's just not true. But if if that was true and it was only about those civilian lives, one, I'm not an expert, but but I'm I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of civilians dying in other parts of the Arab world at a larger scale. 
So why is it when the Jews are responding to a war that Hamas started, why is it that that's when you want to start counting civilian deaths and make the devil out of somebody for that? And again, I think the other point is, well, you clearly, if, if you can't understand why Israel is responding in a way to protect their citizens and that even if that might come with a toll of civilian deaths, like one, why aren't you blaming Hamas for that? Because for the reasons that I already laid out. Two, if you think that they don't have, if you don't want them to defend themselves, then, or take the actions necessary to basically eliminate the forces that are continuing to try to plan attacks like October 7th. The thing is, you also know, you like, it's not like none of you that are being pro-Palestine think that like October 7th was a one-off thing. Like you do fully understand that Hamas, if they could, would just do that over and over again until we were all dead or it would have just been one never-ending uh, fucking massacre if it was up to them. So when you're saying that we can't defend ourselves because of the civilian casualties, you're essentially just saying that you want the forces that want to end us to continue having a chance to do so. So you're acting like it's because you care about civilian deaths, but one, you already proved you didn't because trust me, I was looking for progressives to speak up. It wasn't happening. Like you, you guys didn't, you guys weren't speaking up for civilians, Israeli citizens on October 7th. So I think let's just put that aside. Like you're, let's, acknowledge that it's not just about civilian deaths it's just it's that if there are going to be civilian deaths you have a preference in which side gets to commit you know successfully accomplish their initiatives so you have a preference for Hamas to be able to go in and intentionally kill civilians face to face and and wipe us out if they had the chance to. And again, it's clear they're not looking for a two-state solution. None of this has been happening because, of, because it wouldn't have been happening if Palestine wanted a two-state solution. If you've looked into any of the data, the polling data or anything in that area, or if you just listen to their words, if you watch any interviews with people that are pro-Palestine and well-spoken, if they get pushed on their beliefs, it is very clear that their belief is that all of that land should be Palestine. So at the end of the day, if you're supporting Palestine, that's what you're supporting. You're supporting their victory to that. You want them to accomplish that. You want Israel to cease fire so that, <laughs> you know, you know that you, you know, and you don't even think that Hamas should stop fighting. That's the sick part. Like you think that they're freedom fighters and they need to continue fighting against Israel and, and they think that their fight is to completely take that land back and that's what you're supporting. So you're supporting the extermination of Israel and are clearly not that concerned about what deaths would happen in that process. You're not concerned about where the Jews would go in that process. You're not concerned about what life might be like for women and gay people in a larger part of that area and 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 then just another another Arab state, another like you you prefer another Islamic state in that region where there are plenty over there just being one little tiny Jewish state, and then you want to tell us that that's not anti-Semitic, and you believe it. So you're 
I don't know what that says. Anyways, so now that we've cleared that, we could get past that it's what what they are actually for. And they, again, the, the progressives that somehow are standing hand in hand with white supremacists and Islamist extremists. Somehow that's the position they ended on. Then, and, and they didn't end up on the side of the country that, that is for women's rights and gay rights. And so let's examine that contradiction. So I think in contradictions, whether in people or ideologies, like in this case, in the contradictions, it's where you could kind of sift through the noise of what they say that their beliefs and causes are about, and you could seek for where there are consistencies instead, and then see the foundation of which the ideology lies, right? So, so because in an instance of when, when it comes to picking between more Israeli governance that's for women and gays, if you prefer Hamas governments or any Palestinian governments, governance that we've seen ever, you, you know that that governance is for less women's rights and gay rights. So if something is still making you lean towards the state that doesn't have women's and gay rights, then that means that the women's and gay rights issue is not fundamental to your beliefs. It's not it's a belief, but it's standing on some other pillar. So we have to search for, well, where is that pillar? And it's not that hard to find because if you pay attention to social media, you can see the language that people use and you could see how they talk about Israel and Palestine. So what are some of those, what's some of that language they use? They use white versus Arab. Now they know that's not, they should know that's not true. It's pretty idiotic if not, I believe most Israelis are from the Middle East, and I'm pretty sure even European Jews, to the extent that they're in Israel, I mean, even they, if you go back far enough, they're from the Middle East. So that's bullshit. Oh, one more, one more contradiction. You know, they also like in America, they love to talk about, they love to talk about like indigenous people. I mean, they think they're the biggest heroes for talking about indigenous people in america and talking about their rights when they know it's nothing but words what are you willing to give up yourself when you when you're going to stand there and get to gloat and think that you're such a good person because you're talking about indigenous people and you're putting down america in the process it's like you, all you're doing is just trying to gain free brownie points you're not actually expecting anything in your life to change based on those words you're not taking any actual action yourself that sacrifices anything from your own personal life for those of indigenous people it's just fucking words but anyways even if we wanted to believe you that that's like core to your belief then you, you're not okay with jews that have historic ties you you don't when it comes to jews you don't want them to go to their indigenous land where they have a hit, like, you know, ties of history to. So in that instance, you're not okay. All right. So, all right. So the indigenous people thing also, let's say is not fundamental. So, but instead they use language like brown people versus white people, oppressor versus oppressed. But it's like, well, those are just words. Like, how are you, what do you actually mean? How are you determining that? Is it just because it sounds like it's, it's just because Israel is doing better is, and is more powerful 
and because they're able to assert their will and all their will primarily from what i can tell their will is not primarily to go murder palestinians pre-october 7th their goal was self-defense and because they had more means to do that self-defense and maybe because of things that have happened like uh, suicide bombings uh, by palestinians just ongoing rockets palestine never ceased the people of palestine or hamas they never ceased to present a, a threat and so israel happens to have more power and so maybe in that process of self-defense and again not trying to actively kill or ethnically cleanse like you say because if they wanted to they would have been more successful at it because palestine's population has been increasing significantly it's like if, if israelis were trying to kill palestinians they had the power to do it so we can't even say that they're bad at it it's just they're there's just no evidence they're doing it because if they wanted to do it, it would be happening pre-October 7th. So because Israel is doing better and is more powerful, because, because they're able to assert their power and, and when they're asserting their power, it's really just for defensive means where if Hamas ever got a chance to assert its power, it would mean death, violence, rape. So you don't like, because Israel just happens because Israel has more power and does better economically does better is that why they get the oppressor title it, it so Hamas because they're because we do a good job of shooting down their rockets when they attempt to throw rockets shoot rockets into our civilian areas fucking day after day but because they're they're not successful at it then they're not oppressors I mean, it's just, uh, so they're just attempted oppressors, right? They're not like, they're not oppressors, they're attempted oppressors, just like attempted murderers. But so they're attempted oppressors, but since they're not successful at, at it, and because Israel successfully defends themselves, that turns Israel into a murderer or into an oppressor. All right, so it's flimsy, you're calling them the oppressor. <laughs> but <laughs> if you look at the progressives, viewpoints how they've been talking about things throughout these last several years what's consistent because it's not the gay and women issue it's not indigenous issues those aren't consistent what's consistent is that anytime they're looking at any two people or any two sets of people they will be against whoever is doing better that is consistent you could see how they talk about billionaires uh, how they talk about rich people. They, they have a disdain towards people that do really well. And, and, and sure, they get to, right now, they get to act like, well, that language is just for billionaires. Why would you care? Are you a bootlicker? No, it's, it's, it's actually just because I know that if you're saying that about billionaires, you don't really only mean it against billionaires. It just means you fucking despise the rich. And you're starting with the first target, the easiest target that you won't get pushed back to, but then where are you going next? Okay. And so, all right. So maybe you admit it you know, that maybe uh, you don't like the rich. You, uh, so and I think anyways, what I'm trying to get at is if you examine it further and further, what happens is that you realize it's basically just Marxist ideology and not that I'm a fucking expert. I'm not. I haven't read the guy's books, 
But from what I can understand and from what I can see with my own eyes, when I examine how these set of progressive people, where they land on any issue, it's just essentially who's doing better? Fuck that person. Oh, I think the other thing that's fundamental about this ideology and and Marxism is that it it believes that all gains basically are ill-gotten, right? So on a, if you look at it from a, you know, if you use Amazon as an example, right? So they believe that Jeff Bezos is making all of that money because of his workers and really solely because of his workers. And so all that profit that ends up in Jeff Bezos's pocket, that's a larger share than what the workers get is basically stealing from his workers. Right? So that's what the ideology believes, right? So, so that's just using Amazon as an example, right? Where it is all basically Jeff Bezos, him being rich, that's ill-gotten. Really what should be happening is all of his employees. And then I, and then I, and then I think you could just even then macro all of that out, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't just apply to like work. I think in general, it, this ide- ideology basically believes that like anytime someone is doing better, it's because of like unfair circumstances, right? Or, or they're, or they're doing something wrong. They're taking advantage of someone to get there. And so when you take that ideology and then you see how they, they then you, you put it on the Israel-Palestine situation, all they're seeing is a country that does well, has a powerful military, can defend itself well, their citizens are doing well, and then they see the neighboring country that they're constantly in conflict with, and they're seeing how bad the lives were of Palestinians. And rather than thinking that any of the people in Palestinian power or any individuals or, or collectively, rather than believing that they had a responsibility and a possibility to better their own lives, they don't think that it has anything to do with Palestine's own actions. It's, it's, it's because of Israel. Israel is the reason that Israel, Israelis are living a better life than Palestinians. It's through injustice. It's through oppression. And so that's why like, they don't get caught into the facts about, oh, is Israel occupying that land? The, why is it doing? They don't get into why does Israel have a blockade? Why might Israel feel the need to really defend its borders against the people that committed October 7th? They don't, why, why would Israel do that? It's because they're oppressors. No, like the reason they don't even get into any of that shit that would make their logic break down is because they stopped at Israel is doing better. Palestine is doing worse. Israel is oppressing them. Like natural order wouldn't have Palestinians just do so much worse than Israelis. Israelis must be doing them wrong. And so they've already came up to the conclusion that Israel is doing wrongdoing anything else none of the you can't provide context that matters because they think they know the ultimate truth and the ultimate truth is that israel can only be doing better than palestinians if it's ill-gotten that's what this is about this is how woke people end up walking hand in hand with far-right white supremacists and islamist extremists that are against women's rights 
and against gay rights. And so women's rights, gay rights, those things aren't paramount to their beliefs, right? Because in this instance, they're not putting women and, and, and gay people first, right? They want, again, let's be clear, because don't just listen to when they say, oh, X amount of people are dying in Gaza. If challenge them on what they want to happen, what's the solution that they want long-term, not just now, not just a ceasefire now, because they know Hamas will attack again. What ultimate solution do they want in the region? And you'll essentially hear that they want the Palestinians to win. And they won't say two-state solution. You don't hear them chanting two states, two states. It's from the river to the sea. So they want Palestinians to control that region. Why? If you care about women's rights or gay rights, why would you do that? So then what's leading? Literally the only thing these people are led by is by trying to balance, balance the scales, right? And so Israel is doing so much worse than Palestine. We need to see Palestine win over. We want, we want Israel to become equal to Palestine, not through bringing Palestinians up or having them adopt the things that are working well for Israel and having them do better. No, they want to tear down. So the problem with Marxism, it's, it, it's, it's not that the ideas aren't lovely, like in theory. It's not that he's not right about any problems that capitalism might have, but he's wrong in that what he, like the, what he thinks is the solution to the problem is just like a million times worse. And so what happens anytime it plays out in history, you don't see, and you could see it right now in our society with how they, we talk about people that succeed. Not we, but some people. But ultimately, they do a lot more tearing down than of pulling up, right? So rather than supporting Palestine through, hey guys, why don't you guys just chill out on the Israel thing a little bit? Uh, yeah, I know that land. I know you guys lived there too before, but you know, maybe just chill out on that. Like just this land that you have for now, do the best you can with it. Make the best life you can. Who knows what'll happen in the future, you know, for, for, for future generations. But why don't you just try to thrive? Have a, you know, why don't you just chill out on the, on the, on the Israel front? Maybe chill out on wanting to kill these guys and take your land back, what you believe is your land. Because, you know, you're just, it might not work out for you. People are going to die. And I just, I'm not sure that's the best thing. But what, like, why aren't you guys taking that position? And, and yeah, and yeah, Palestinians, I, I think maybe, you know, Israel might still be slow to kind of, you know, pull back the protections they put into place because, uh, you know, you guys have, you know, you've tried some fucked up crazy shit, you know, throughout the years, but, you know, but I, I kind of get why you did it and everything, but maybe just chill out uh, and, may, and maybe slowly Israel will feel less threatened. They'll chill out a little bit too. And let's see, maybe, maybe we could all thrive one day, but no, 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 no they want, they, <laughs> instead they're siding for the side that wants the destruction of Israel. So people with this ideology, the ideology ends up leading to a lot more tearing down rather than pulling people at the bottom up. Uh, you know, so I, I guess I, the, the, the woke thing, the, the progressive thing, I guess, because if you just finish going through 
really thinking through their ideology and where, where they land on things is just not necessarily always the best thing for society. And, and sometimes it actually feels more regressive than progressive. I think the other reason, so the other reason this really bothers me, I think, I think really one of my biggest bones to pick with progressives, besides the fact that I obviously think that they end up on the wrong side on things because of the ideology that I laid, like the, the foundation of the ideology I laid out. The other thing that just really upsets me is that they, they think they own morality. They're just so sure they're on the side of morality. They think they own it. And, and it's just, it's just bullshit because I think the people that disagree with them on things also have moral reasons for their beliefs. And I consider myself a really moral person. I pride myself on it. I spend a lot of effort on it. And so because of the fact that I don't necessarily agree with progressives a lot of the times on where they end up on issues, but the idea that, that like societally, it feels like they own morality. Like we just accept that they're like, they mainstream get treated like they're the moral ones, that they're the ones that care about people more. It's that's upsetting for me because I know they don't, I know they don't care about people more than I do. And just because I believe something differently than them doesn't change that. They don't get to dictate what's moral. They're not that smart. (laughs) Obviously there's flaws in their philosophies. The fact that they ended up siding with terrorists on this issue and white supremacists. So this was a, a long way of me getting to fuck woke people. Yeah. I think fuck you for thinking you're more moral than me. That's, that's upsetting. I put a lot of effort in my life to be moral. And the fact that you guys think you get to decide what side of things you end up on and what, what's moral and what isn't based on your own flawed beliefs. Fuck that, you know, but all right. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Sorry if that was fucking dark. We'll pick it up. We'll pick it up on the next one. All right, guys. Thanks. This is Getting the Bread by Kava Cafe by Avi and Jessica, made by Avi. Please subscribe if you want to listen to more podcasts. Bye.